Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope that you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit freechapel.org forward slash OC. John 8. John 8 verse 31, Jesus gathers a group of Jewish believers, the Bible says. And it's following a sermon that he's just preached to them and it says that that some of them believed and some of them didn't. And the ones that didn't, you know, he just let them roll. Then he gathered those ones that believed. So these Jewish believers are now saved. And he says to them, okay, guys, well done. You believed me. You got saved. Awesome. And he says, now, come on, huddle up. Let's bring it in. And he pulls them all in. And he says, I'm going to tell you something. This is what I want to tell you. If you will abide in my word, right? I want the verse on the screen. If you will abide in my word, you're going to be my disciples. And and if you're my disciples, you will then understand and you will know the truth. And then the truth that you know and understand will set you free. So he gathers them and I want you to look closely at what he's saying. Jesus never wasted a single word. And he very strategically outlines for them what I'm going to call the formula for freedom. Can you see it? It's an invitation to these believers to go with him on a journey of knowing what it is to live free. That's what we're talking about. If you were here last week, you will remember that that we... We, we jumped into this and, and, and we, we, I presented you with, with, with a, a, a notion that, or, or a, a statement that there must be more. Right, remember that? Six of you, I'm so glad that I put that time into that sermon. Um, and and, 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 and you, 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 um, you lent into that, didn't we? We lent in because it, it, we were able through the help of the Holy Spirit to tap into an itch that you have within your spirit that the world has not been able to scratch. And it's this itch within you where you know deep down that while God has done great things in and through your life, there still must be more. And, and, and what we did was, we, we, I, I sent you away with, with three questions that I wanted you to ask. And, and the three questions that I wanted you to ask were, the first question was, do I trust Him? The second question was, am I obedient? And the third question was, will I be honest? You remember that? And, and the reason why I sent you away to consider those questions, because we are now going to unpack this formula for freedom. Are you with me? Last week I used an illustration and, and I drew from 
um, an illustration of a particular toy that my son loves to play with, and it is the toy known as Hot Wheels. Any Hot Wheels fans here that, that you're too scared to admit it, okay? Brightly so, you're 30 and playing with Hot Wheels, I wouldn't put my hand up either. But listen, it, 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 my son loves, loves Hot Wheels, and, and, and we use this, remember this little illustration? Last week, if you weren't here last week, then leave. No, listen, listen, if you weren't here last week, I'm, I'm gonna help catch you up for a second. But we use this as somewhat of an illustration to, to paint a picture of essentially sort of what it's like receiving Jesus. It's a gift. He is a gift that is given to us that is not earned. My son didn't pay a thing for this. All he had to do was simply receive it. And this, this, this outlines for us or illustrates for us what it is to receive the gift of salvation that sets us free, right? It, being set free is not something that you have to earn. It, it doesn't require anything. You just simply receive it because the price has been paid for it. But there is a difference between being set free and living a life of freedom. And we discussed this last week and painted this as an illustration that whilst I receive the gift of salvation and in that moment I have the opportunity, I am set free and I have the opportunity to live a life of freedom. Living a life of freedom requires something of me. So much like this gift was given to my son in, in, as we're talking in the illustration, it's this gift and it looks amazing and look at the potential and look what it can do and look how cool it is and my son is excited about it and he's, and he's pumped and he can't wait to do it. He understands that as great as this is, it's still just a picture. And in my little three-year-old son, when he received it, as excited as he was for the picture, after some time, he realised that the picture is not enough. He didn't want just the picture. He wanted the picture to translate to an experience. And, and we talked about that as an invitation. It was an invitation. Remember how we left last week as an invitation and a question that I asked you, will you go with me on the journey as we unpack the box? And this is what Jesus does with these disciples or these Jewish believers. Jesus says to them, this is the formula, right? This is the process. And in order to engage with him in the process, it's going to require the questions that we asked ourselves last week. It's gonna require me to trust Him, it's gonna require me to be obedient to Him and it's gonna require me to be honest. And so what I want you to do, I wanna I want show, show you something here that, that's in this, this, this text. So Jesus says to them, put it up on the screen, He says, this is how we're gonna do it, guys. And look at these words. He says to them, okay, abide in me, uh, abide in my word, I'm sorry, you'll become my disciples, you become my disciples, You'll know the truth and you'll know the truth and then the truth will set you free. Can you see the formula? Right? Then put up the next verse. Now I want you to look at what the Jewish believers do and their response. Because their response 
I think is an indication or, or gives us or highlights a common mistake that many of us make when it comes to living a life of freedom because these Jewish believers, they made the same mistake. Jesus outlines the formula that leads to the outcome of freedom and the Jewish believers, they say to him, and I'm paraphrasing, but they say to him, freedom? We don't, we don't need freedom. What are you talking about? Because they were taking what Jesus was saying that was being spoken on a spiritual level and they were trying to un- understand it with their carnal minds. And it didn't make sense. And what they did was, and look at their wording. It says, how they said to him, how can you say that you're gonna make us free? Now, if I was Jesus at that moment, I would say to them, listen, idiot. I didn't just tell you I was gonna make you free. I told you first to abide in my word, then you'll be my disciples. And then when you're my disciples, you'll know the truth. And then the truth will set you free. So stay with me, because it's, it's, we're gonna go somewhere. So the Jewish believers, you see what they did? They overlooked the formula and jumped straight to the outcome. Do you understand? And because they overlooked the formula, they could not comprehend the nature of the outcome. Let me, let me try and paint it like this. When Luca got this, I gave my son this. He was two and a half, maybe three. And as, as we talked last week, he was so pumped and, and he saw all the different things in there and he was excited because it's colorful and it's a dinosaur and it's a car, so why wouldn't you be, right? So he's pumped. And so I start to you know, engage with him in this moment and I'm excited and we're enjoying this moment together. And I said to him, I said, Luca, do you know, it says here, this, this parks, says he, or parks, however you guys say it. Shut up, I'm trying, all right. It, par- it parks a hundred cars. It parks a hundred cars. hundred. Luca's two and a half. I said, Luca, do you know that this parks a hundred cars? And do you know what he said? He looks at me because at that point, Luca only had two Hot Wheels, right? So I said, Luca, he parks a hundred cars and he looks at me and he says, you mean like two? And I was like, no, a hundred. And then he looks at me again, he's like, like two? And at that point, Luca was still developing in in his speech. And then as I tried to explain a hundred cars to him again, I realized he does not know what 100 is. And then I was trying to explain something to him, but I was on such a different level than what he was at that the, the explanation was getting lost in translation. 
There was another part of this. Do you know that in this thing, there is a little, there's an elevator. I mean, dear God, how do they come up with this stuff? There's an elevator where the, 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 you put the cars in and you wind it and it takes the cars all the way to the top. I said to Luca, Luca, do you know that there's an elevator? And then I had to stop because I realised he doesn't know what an elevator is. And, and it's, it's, it's funny to, to talk about and it's, it's simplistic in its natural form because of course, I'm 42 and he's three and a half. There's, there's different levels of maturity and there's a gap between what I can understand and what he can understand and there's certain things that he's got to grow into and it's so simple for us to understand on a practical level, but we miss it when it comes to communicating with God. Because I understand how great is the gap between me and my son. If that gap is great, how much greater is the gap between me and God? So when God is saying through his son Jesus Christ, I'm going to set you free. What he's actually offering us is getting lost in translation. And we don't really understand as much as, yes, we get excited about it because we have some type of an understanding of, of what it means to live free. And for different people in here, freedom would mean different things. For some of you, freedom means never to be in lack and to live financially blessed. And for others of you, it means to have your, 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 be completely healed. And for others, it means to have your mind set free of addiction. For others, it means to no longer battle depression. And for others, it means anxiety. And we're all trying to work out really what is he actually talking about and in doing that we actually minimalize what Jesus really has on offer for us because while I was trying to tell Luca that this thing could park a hundred cars he was just caught in understanding two cars because that's where his understanding was at and 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 I was trying as best I could to communicate everything that, that, that I had for him, but I was restricted in doing so because Luca had a limited understanding of what he was about to experience. And this is where the Jewish believers missed it in this story. And the reason why they missed it is because they did what so many of us do when it comes to the things of God. They overlooked the formula and jumped straight to the outcome. But without the formula, the outcome doesn't make sense. And they casted it aside because it didn't make sense and didn't fit within the narrative of life on earth as they knew it. So that's how God deals with this, this problem, if you like, that he has. He has this problem where he's so much bigger than what we are. So he, he doesn't just offer us something in its, in its fullest form because we wouldn't even understand 
what it was he was talking about anyway. And, and not only would we not be able to understand it, but, but we don't have the spiritual depth or capacity to even receive it. And therefore, it doesn't make sense. So his solution to the problem is the formula. And, and much like Luca in, in, in this moment, when I realised, okay, I was trying to communicate to him what was about to happen, but he didn't have a context for it. And so I realised, okay, all right, listen, buddy, l- l- let me, and once I try to explain 100 and what elevators were and all of these different things, and I realised he's not getting it. I said something to him and I said, look, okay, don't worry, listen, let, let's, just, let's just get the process started. Okay, let's start the formula. Okay, Jesus' formula starts with him telling them, okay, guys, I need you, he says, abide in my word. So guys, this is Jesus saying to them, guys, I have something amazing for you that you can't even comprehend yet. But in order to get you there where you can start living in this, I need you just to stay with me and listen. Stay with me and listen. That's what I said to Luca. I said, okay, buddy, stay with me, stay with me. Because I was starting to lose him. Stay with me and listen. And then, you know, what we did, we started to unpack it. And, and, and I said, okay, stay, it's, it, we're good, we're good. So once I opened the box, he, he, he then started getting, rightly so, he started getting excited. Why? Because the journey's beginning. Much like many of you, you, you came back this week because last week, remember, we talked about what God has for us and there must be more. And you came back, why? Because you want more. You want to open the box. You're like, let's go, Ben. Come on, bro. Let's do it. And so here we are this week, and I'm not trying, I'm not gonna try and preach this, this sort of sermon. We're just gonna keep talking, okay? That's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna keep talking, and next week we'll keep talking. Because there's so much in this, and we have to go through it line upon line and unpack it in order for you to really get to what I believe God wants to reveal to us. So here we are, week two, and you know what we're doing this week? We're gonna unpack the box. So I said to Luca, Luca, listen, stay right here. And you know what we started to do? We started to take pieces out. And you know what we started to do? We started to unpack the formula. This is what Jesus is saying to the disciples. He's saying to them, essentially, guys, you're not going to get it the fullness of it, because you can't comprehend it, comprehend it. You're not there yet. But just stay with me, okay, and listen. This is what I said to Luca. And I said, Luca, let's, let's, let's do this. And so we start unpacking it, and, and, and he gets so excited, and we unpack these, you know, these pieces, and, and, and he gets, and he starts looking at it, he's like, 
and I give him one to hold, you know, like trying to keep him, you know, a part of the, the process. Because because I know we still have a journey ahead of us, don't we? I know we're just we're just getting started. So I give him, put that there, Luke, and he's like, oh, awesome. I'm like, isn't that cool? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then I watch him like. As, as we continue to unpack the box, I watch his little face, and he sort of goes from excitement to he's a little bit apprehensive now. And as much as I'm talking it up, he's looking at it and he's like, yeah. But in his little mind, he's like, this is... Not that. <laughs> and some of you, you came back this week, and the reason why you came back this week, because practically we know it, but spiritually we don't, you thought we would open the box and out would come that. But that's not how God works. See, again, you see what we're doing? We are drifting into that mindset of these Jewish believers where we want to so fast track the formula and jump straight to the outcome. And it's frustrating now a little bit because we realise week two, oh, Ben, really? This is what you have for us? This is it? But I have to remind you of last week's questions. Do you trust him? Will you obey? And will you be honest? Because this mess right here requires me to trust him, to be obedient and to be honest. And this is what Jesus says to them in the very first portion of the formula is simply to listen. And Luca was so frustrated and he's looking at it and he's still looking at all of these pieces and they don't make sense. Because the formula, you told me that the outcome would be freedom, but the first portion of the formula is to abide and listen. I mean, God, really? Like, that's it? That's, that, Ben, you mean to, this is all you got? This is it? It's just like the immaturity of Luke picking up this, being like, where does this, I don't see this in that. How does abiding and listening have anything to do with freedom. And this, it's at this moment that immature Christians check out. You know why? Because we want this and we want it now. And we don't want to be obedient to do what God's telling us to do with this. But God says to us, through his word, I need you to stay and I need you to abide. You've got to go with me. He's saying, go with me on the journey. 
And this is what I was saying to Luca and he's sitting there and there's all of these pieces and they don't make sort of sense and they're all sort of spread out everywhere. And, but then what happened was as, as he's sort of there and, and we're unpacking all of these different things and he can't really make sense of it because it doesn't, this in his little mind doesn't fit. The same way abiding in God's word, listening to what God's saying doesn't, feels like it doesn't fit. How does that make me free? Like it, it's so basic, it's so simple, it's, it's not entertaining, it's not fun to preach, it's not, you know, listen to God's word. Come on, Ben, it's Memorial Weekend. You know, I could be at the beach. That's all you got. And that's honestly, that's how we approach it. And as Luca was looking at one of the boxes, one of the little things that I pulled out from the boxes, from the box was this, because on the, on the, on the box it actually says that it comes with, it comes with a car. So as I'm putting out, we put out all the pieces and Luca's looking at all the pieces. And then Luca, what he does is Luca sees this car. And so prior to seeing the car, he was like, oh, he's like getting bored, he's getting distracted. But then he sees the car and he's like, yeah. He's like, dad, it's a car. And I'm like, I know. And he gets the car and he's so pumped. And he's so excited and now he's, he walks off and he's so excited walking around talking about, man, I've got this car. And then why is, he, why is he so excited about the car and not so much about the rest of the formula because the car makes sense to him and the formula doesn't. And this is what we do when it comes to the discussion of the freedom that Jesus has on offer for us. Rather than engaging in the fullness of the formula, we just take the little pieces of it that make sense to us and the pieces that we like, right? And, 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 and we sort of look at this life of freedom and we're like, there's elements of the life of freedom that we understand and that we want, right? Like things like financial freedom. God wants us to be blessed. And we're like, yeah, let's go, Ben. Blessing, pressed down, shaking together, running over, whoop, whoop. Living the blessed life, bro. And it's not that it's not a part of God's plan, but there's much more that God has on offer. And what we do is we grab the little portion that we like. That's not gonna interrupt the rest of my screwed up self that needs some help and freedom because I don't wanna go on that journey. So I will just grab the portion of it that is palatable for me, but won't disrupt my comfort. 
And the moment the preacher starts preaching about anything else that's surface level, I'll check out and I'll find a surface level church in Orange County that will just appease what I like and what I'm used to just because this feels good. And we end up with these surface level bound Christians walking around carrying toy cars, getting excited about surface level things and we haven't even touched the fullness of what God has for us because we will not commit to the process. And the first part of it, he says you need to listen. It is so hard to just abide and listen. But if we don't listen, we never learn. If we don't listen, we don't learn. Because I I, I didn't just want Luca to just sit there and watch me build it, remember? This wasn't something that I wanted to build for him. It was something I wanted to build with him. And, and if he would listen, he would learn. And, and, and he would learn that there's these, these pieces of this formula that seemingly are insignificant are actually quite powerful. And on surface level, it it doesn't sort of make much sense. And and some of the things that that have to get done in, in the intricacies of even building such a simple kid's toy, some of the things that have to get done that, that require the most amount of work and, and the little pieces that have to go in the little slots as, as, as unglamorous as they may be, they're incredibly important for the longevity of the structure. But those are not the pieces that Luca wants to know about. And, and, and we start fiddling through them. He finds, you know what piece he found? This bit. And then, then he moved. He moved from the car. Now he's like, look, Dad. This is cool. And yeah, it's cool. And yeah, I let him play with it because he's a kid. But, but it's almost like this picture of what we do in the Western church. We're like, well, I just do the stuff that's fun and looks good and feels good. Entertain me. Who's preaching this week? Shut up, who cares? They're gonna tell you God's word. So it doesn't matter if it's me or Jensen or TD Jakes, just get your button, church, and open your heart and God will transform your life. Ah. I know it hurts, but it'll help you. 
Because what we end up doing is we build our lives based on things that we're used to and things that we like. And we don't do the work that will hold the structure. And then we wonder why the moment things get difficult, it falls apart. Because we were just building it upon surface level things and we will never experience freedom with surface level cost. And that's why you gotta do the work that's not entertaining. This, this is entertaining. This is not. Because this stupid little part, let's, do you know how frustrated I get with Mattel? I want to go over to China and grab the little dude to put this thing together and say, why don't you just do that there and make it like that? And do you know what I do? Do you know what I do? And if you're like me, you do the same when it comes to this stuff. I skip the steps. Because you know what? I know construction. I used to build houses. And, and I think I can make it look like that doing less work. Because while that isn't meant to fit into there, you better know I'll make that joker fit. And I'll get little clippers and I'll cut that side there when my son's not looking and I'll shove that thing down there. And this is what we do. You know why? Because it's easier. But you know what I found out? And I found out the hard way. When I did it like that, it didn't affect its look, but it did affect its function. And Luca was good with it while it was just there. But when that little car went to run down and it got stuck, because dad had taken a screwdriver and shoved a screw in there just to make this stinking thing fit because I was sick of it. Luca wanted to know why is it not working? You know why it's not working? Because you didn't follow the formula. And it's not God's fault, it's mine. And many of us, many, not all, but there are many people living bound because of decisions that you made that were outside of God's formula for your life. And, and God is faithful and His grace will cover it, but we must repent. Because sometimes the things that require the most work seem to produce the least amount of fruit on the surface because there's nothing pretty about putting this piece into this piece. And this, this is where we get lost because not everything written in God's Word, when you do it, you'll experience immediate tangible fruit in your life. I mean, that's just the truth. 
And if I was to say, if you get up here and you just do God's word, then everything in that area of your life will be great. No, no I mean, on the surface, Paul lived a pretty messed up life. Paul was beaten, he was shipwrecked. He faced the worst of situations, but he still lived free. Like there are verses in, in, in Scripture that it's almost like, you know, you read them and, and it's Psalm uh, 34 verse 8, right? And we'll finish. Psalm 34 verse 8. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. Is that? No, I'm thinking of another verse. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. We take pieces of it that we like. And, and we form this, this type of Christianity that's not biblical. And we sort of say, God's going to give me the desires of your heart, but we overlook the importance of delighting ourselves in the Lord and really what that means. It's to be moulded and shaped by Him so that the desires of my heart align with the heart of God. The verse that, that we know and love, be anxious for nothing. Think about this. Be anxious for nothing. Right? We could just stop there. Like that's a lot even in and of itself, isn't it, right? Maybe it's not for you. For me, that's a lot. Like, be anxious for nothing? I mean, did Lord, like, look around. There's a lot to be anxious for. But he says, be anxious for nothing. That's a lot of work. Be anxious for nothing. But with prayer and petition, present your requests before God. Pray about everything. Be anxious for nothing. Look at what God is telling us to do. This is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And then at the tail end of the verse, He tells us what we're going to get. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and petition, present your requests before God. And peace of God, surpass all understanding, will guide your heart and mind. I'm looking at that verse, I'm like, God, like, you're telling me be anxious for nothing in everything, pray, everything. Don't look at me like you do that. Everything. Do you pray about everything? I don't. That's a lot of work. And for all of that work, you know what he's going to give me? Peace. I look at that, I feel like, really? Like, that's it? You're telling me to live a life where I pray about everything and I'm anxious about nothing and all I get back, the only fruit of that is just going to be peace? And seemingly on the surface, it's like, not much. Until you are walking through hell. And when you're walking through hell itself, you'll be so glad that you did the work because it won't be till you're in hell itself that you'll really appreciate 
peace. But we, as Christians, we, we get into the tough stuff. We get into the hell. We get into the darkness and we're freaking out and we're falling apart. Not because God's not good, not because God's not faithful, but simply because we didn't do the work. And then we reach out, we're like, God, help me because of God's grace and because He's so good, He does. But then He invites us back to the start and says, listen, if you'll do the work, if you'll listen and you'll learn, you'll understand. Because the life of freedom is not just something that we get given. The the life of freedom is something that requires us to steward and manage it. And the more depraved our world gets, the harder it is to steward a life of freedom. And if you don't know how the pieces work, you'll fall apart the moment the wind blows because you didn't build right. We've got to follow the formula. It starts with listen, and then the next step was learn. And today, that's, that's where we're going to leave it. But we're going to leave with this challenge for all of us. Is am I listening to what He's saying? Am I staying and listening to what God is saying to me? And am I learning? Because it's the listening and the learning that sets me on the right track to live a life of freedom. But it requires us to obey. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel OC.